0: There's nothing more depressing than getting everything you've ever wanted. Dude, you're in all the Hatzala
1: threads. Very high-end. I huh.
0: think you think, I think it's all sort of rigged and a conspiracy.
1: It's not just crap. It is a heeming pile of steamy, steamy, miles-long dog crap. Welcome back to... Buckle up. Baby. Episode 68, coming to you live from Riverside Remote. Michael's boiling hot, being a real trooper with his AC off. Mine is on and really quiet. It's nice.
0: Yeah, well, that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream.
1: What's the latest, Mikey? How's the summer going? Well, you tell me. You just had a show on Netflix drop. Today happens to be a cool day for the band, <laughs> for Justin Cousins, because we had a um, a show launch today that we had worked on for like over a year, doing all of the music theme songs and songs in the show and underscore. So every ounce of music you hear in the show was created from scratch by distant cousins. A lot of it in this room and dosed in my bandmate studios. So, uh,
0: what's an underscore?
1: What's the underscore of a show? Yeah. Not the song, not the theme song, the score. Like, you know what the word score yeah, means, right? Like, like the there's
0: score. transitioning scenes, and scenes.
1: Like every time there's drama, there's music playing in the background uh-huh. of, uh, uh you know, back to the future. No. Oh my God. How about Indiana Jones? What Star about Wars? like when they drop wait, wait. something? Yeah, that too. And what... it goes boom. like just Whoa. a little. Well that's not great scoring, Michael. When Darth Vader shows up on a scene, and you hear doom, 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 oh, yeah, boom, yeah. that's a theme that plays. That's the score that's playing. It's like not. In the, it's in the background.
0: So you guys wrote it for this show, Do
1: Drop Diaries. Do Drop Diaries on Netflix. Yeah, cool. So every um,
0: single sound that comes out when they when they that's get not surprised, a sound,
1: it's not a sound effect. Um, sound design is Did a little you, different. Sound okay. design is like the effects, like. Uh, a spill water spilling yeah. or hitting a th- uh, you know car noises there's sound design in the soundscape of a, of a of any piece of film you have your dialogue you have your foley you have your sound design and you have your score which is the music okay you know like music like notes they're like organized together to form some kind of emotion it's like words but sounds right yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember how you tried to explain to me what reading was? I did. I understand what you're doing. I understand what you're doing. <laughs> um. So yes, the score, the underscore score is kind of short for underscore, like the score of. The oh, film. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: You know when you talk about a score, so he did a score. The Hans Zimmer did this beautiful score for. A I know.
0: I know what a score is. Yeah. Why did you ask what underscore is? You because you... I've never heard anyone call it underscore before. I see. I thought yes. underscore was like some uh, another type of thing. On the keyboard, like underscore.
1: Yeah, underscore Got score it. synonymous.
0: Got it. That's it's a like long... a pretentious way to say
1: score. <laughs> um, it's like when people called COVID COVID, but it, but when it was Corona, and everyone's like COVID, right? And then it became normal to say COVID. Got it. Yes. How does it feel?
0: You put a lot of work into it. You were very busy for a very long time.
1: Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it had to be. You had to be into. You had to be in a flow state when you do one of these jobs <laughs> where you're just like, <laughs> so. It's like it's, a, you're, it's like you're you're near, like treading water for a year. So it's a
0: children's animated show. I'm I'm yes. on it right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hold on. Um, and there are 28 episodes dropped today. Right.
1: Yeah, we actually did 52 you, episodes.
0: You uh, you made all 28 episodes. You just underscored it all 28 episodes.
1: Um, yes, they have released the uh, season one, 28 episodes. They're each 11 minutes right. long. Thir-
0: thir- right, it says 13 minutes here.
1: Per episode, somewhere like anywhere yeah. between eleven and thirteen minutes per episode, they double each episode together, like one into the next, and that's considered uh, a thing. Like, like if you give a mouse cookie. Yeah, it's actually a very sweet show about like um, gratitude and and being positive, and the show's premise is about these three magical fairies that help kids secretly and like behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Like, you can't see them. No adults Mm. know they exist. But, you know, and, like, you stumble upon a shoe or something, and you're like, hey, I thought I lost my shoe. So the premise was, like, the show creator... Uh, wrote this letter to his daughters about and that was the show was like a letter to his daughters That was the premise of it and this idea like there's this really this magical force like that's helping you And that's what these three fairies do.
0: Was this like a prolific creator? Was this just like a dad who had an idea for a show? Do you know anything about it?
1: Well, according to his story. It was like his He had this idea and I think it was one of his. like what was cool is it was a lot of people's first time uh, Sort of really putting their creative ideas together mm-hmm. and his, one of his early experiences show running and it took it from an idea, it does speak to the process of the hustle that it takes to, like, see something through it, that it is possible for a little idea in your brain to go all the way to now being on Netflix, and it was just an idea. So it gives, it gives credibility to the, to the hope of creatives out there, to me, when I see it, like, wow, yeah. look, what we've, look look what we've done, look what he's done, it all came together with so many different parts, like... You know. It
0: sounds so improbable. That's part, yeah. part of what the strike is about now. Like Things yeah. like that are these days are very improbable. Did you, speaking of hyper-reactionaries, did you see Ben Shapiro's review of Barbie?
1: I I couldn't really watch the whole thing. I saw a little clip of it. It was like, a heaping pile of doo-doo kaka-pee-pee. I saw a little bit of it, yeah. <laughs> what did you say?
0: Because I, I saw he was going to put it out, but I didn't. I just I didn't saw,
1: know like, this is not just crap. It's not just, it's, it's not just crap. It is a heaping pile of steamy, steamy, Miles long dog crap. It's not even, it's not even a, forget the messaging. It's just a bad movie. It's just bad, it's just just really, really bad. Um, I didn't really watch in depth about yeah. it. Uh, and I didn't see Barbie yet either. I thought it might've been a funny take, but now it's getting all oh, political. Oh no, no, Barbie is what he reviewed, not Oppenheimer. Yeah. No, Barbie. Yeah, Barbie, Barbie, yeah. Barbie. yeah. Ben re- reviewed my Jordan Peterson video. And now I, I, Candace and Ben are the best human beings on earth. So what's the, what's the tick been for you? Any, uh, uptick? Um I've always been a Defender event, first of all. Even when we had our we had guests on who went after him. I've been I've been a Defender event. But uh I don't know. It's interesting. You don't know what happens. Like these things sort of like are blips in the content sphere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I mean he's got a massive audience and Daily Wire shared this video and stuff. Uh so uh it's yet to it's sort of yet to see it's sort of like the ripple effect that always feels like it's like te- tectonic plates shift in some way when you get a lot of recognition from something and it's like a pfft. so when uh like i remember when like candice i'm not sure if this was cuz of her but i'm when she reviewed the prince harry video like i started all of a sudden not right away it wasn't like the next day or week but like all of a sudden a swath of like new audience came in so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens no. um it's cool. It's always a cool moment. You know, I get tagged in something. I'm like, well, look at that. It, it, it was cool. It reinforces to me just the power. You know, there's optimistic content side of yourself and pessimistic, like getting down on it, burnout side. Yeah. And so depending on the day or the week, you get a boost in one direction or the other. Sometimes you're like, Oh God, I can't. And sometimes you're like, you know what? This stuff is really, really powerful. And, yeah. and like, it's just amazing how far it can go in terms of what profile and what reach it could have. And then you're just like, and then what?
0: <laughs> I saw this guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you're talking, I'm just like, you have to get I'm not saying you have to be done with so you have to get yourself off social media. You have to like springboard off of it. Like anything that just happens within social media seems to be a little bit of a black hole. A little you know, bit. Like uh video gets shared, you get more followers, and so more people share the video and you get even more followers, and it's just this this uh you know, virtuous cycle that leads. north. I saw this guy Colin, who I want, I really want to have on the podcast. He he's the guy on TikTok that makes the most amazing faces on earth. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Um I definitely he, do. He just makes. He does this thing where he he does bird a bird song, and he'll just uh, react. He'll just oh, move I love his face. God. He's like a... Yeah. The Somebody best stop fa- me! Yeah, best yeah. face on the internet. Yeah. I saw him put up today. He's like, guys, I have really big news. I got this call. This person saw my TikTok. Their wife is the CEO of a media company, and they're going to develop a TV show with me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: going out to Vegas, and, and and we're going to make a TV show together. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, I never. Like, why? Because like, that's not how TV shows get made. Like, a oh, guy you think it's Vegas, a? You I don't. Know? I don't know if it's a scam, but I don't think he's going to have a TV show with like a guy whose wife is a CEO and lives in Vegas. Right. You know what I mean. Like, I guess uh, we
1: shall see. It does I guess ha- we'll see. There are stories like that where certainly people get. There was somebody who got a Netflix special show because of her like social media stuff. Yeah.
0: I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a show and won't get a show, but I don't think this thing is what he thinks it is.
1: Not because it doesn't happen. Just because Not because it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, just
0: the way he was talking about it. I'm just like, so, so I'm don't clear with Vegas.
1: <laughs> Just so I'm clear with the point you're making, you're saying yeah. it can happen, but in this case, you felt like, oh, this was a.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, well, the point I'm making is, like, I was saying that social media is just kind of a black hole, and, and and sometimes the things that even come through it, of like, oh, I saw you on social media, come out to Vegas, and let's talk. Like, mm-hmm. even those things are sometimes, like, not even the direction you want to go in. Fair like, you enough. you got to also be careful. But
1: pre-all this, it was, hey, I saw a stand-up sh- set of yours, or I saw you on this thing, and I saw you in this commercial, and somebody yeah. tries to ski, like, get you. I don't know this situation you're talking about, but yeah. it always existed that there were non-opportunities. Yeah. Um, I really want to get him on the show and ask him about it, though. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll reach yeah. out. That's a good yeah. one. I've seen his faces; they're cracked, but he's he's the best face.
0: Yeah, I can't do it. But... <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just incredible. <laughs> Somebody stop me! Yeah, he's very funny. Um... But I will say that what's been circling around in my head constantly—that just gnawing at me—is the perform the live performance part of everything we've that I've tried b- been like toiling over and what that's going to be, you know, because we used to talk about like having come from playing in, in a band that like, I've always had the order of operations product. And then the, the, the grind has been trying to find the audience. Mm-hmm. It's always been the case where it's like traditionally product, even in our case, like we have the, sh- these episodes we've been doing and these guests and rapport that we've developed and all this kind of stuff, product, all this stuff. How do we find our audience with, with, and, you know, with the band, like we've songs and records and uh, and a live set that we feel is really strong and ready to play for lots of people. How do we find those people? What I found with social media is like I've built an audience audience. I'm not sure exactly where they are or what it means in intangible like flesh and blood human beings. But the only thing stopping me is me is sort of like a a strange sort of fear or hesitancy that I I I want it to be ready and good and. I sort of it's a chicken and egg thing. So mm. for me what's I've never had a situation where I've had the audience first and have to develop the product to like mm-hmm. to like have something to do live. Yeah. Which is putting me back into the cycle of like doing more stand up, figuring out my set, my act, my rhythm on stage, all of that and getting and 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 you know, I'm I'm doing some shows coming up. So no. that's good. But how to synthesize that into something that I feel is representative, which just takes time. And now I've reached that for a while. I was like to you, like, yeah, I'm going to put stuff together and then I'll take it out and start performing it. And I think it's more like, I'm going to book something that will, you know, like a room that, to I'm a, that I'm headlining and have to yeah. show up to do that's it. That's what you respond.
0: Something. You respond to people. That's your motivating I just, factor.
1: I respond to like what's in front of me. So if something's yeah. in front of me, I, I, I will do whatever it takes to like try to match it. You yeah.
0: Know? Wait, I just want to ask you one other question though about the dude, How does it feel to have a TV show come out with your music on it? That we'll never know how many people watch it because Netflix won't release the numbers. But
1: uh. <laughs> how does it feel? Um, it does feel good. It feels good, especially after you take a minute from it. While you're in it, you're uh, you're kind of like it's kind of hard to say how it feels because you're like because you're in it. It's like your wedding day. Like, how does it feel? It's like, I don't know. I I haven't really been married yet. I don't know what this is like. You kind of like look back and sort of remember, like big moments like that. Mm -hmm. But um, also when something doesn't just fall into your lap and takes a really long time, you sort of, it loses its, in a healthy way, it loses its sort of uh, like perspective from the outside looking in. Because you know... When you arrive at a certain point, you're like, okay, well, I know where I've been to get to this point, even though from an outsider's perspective, it's like, oh, my God, you're on this show. That's so crazy. That's just like it's like you think it's like this magical lottery win, you know, but it's not like that. So once you've been through it and you've seen and at least in this instance, having gone through the various paths of, you know, the different things to get there and all the rejections along the way and the close calls. When it finally happens and you're on something, like, it's satisfying, but it also sort of feels like, like, uh, okay, that battle's won. Moving on. Like, you're ready to move on to the, you know what I mean? And you're ready to, like, channel what you've learned along the way to the next thing. And it's sort of like, okay, good, next. And in a way, it's, I don't want to say underwhelming, but it's, like, surreal and sort of like, you know, that sort of tempers the initial perception of what it would feel like does that make sense a little bit a little bit okay I
0: <laughs> thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say uh, top of the hill foot of the mountain
1: why because you hate when I say that but I you did <laughs> I was saying you but that's I was, that's not
0: what that's not what you're saying really it is it's a different it different
1: feeling um it has an element of that to it also you mm-hmm. know you because you also like you you what what comes with like anything in show business entertainment is like a ton of perception and very little reality for a lot of people. Most people are on the outside looking in and seeing the show. They're not seeing behind the curtain, the production, what's going on, what's being rejected along the way, the grind, mm-hmm. the effort, the like the all the hours and like labor you're putting into something to try to get from you know A to B and just move move the needle a little bit inch and inch by inch mm-hmm. and all the work that goes into it. When you only see the flashy, cool, like headline, it gives you a certain perception of of how it's done and what it's like and who's killing yeah. it and who's not killing it and all of that. But when you're in the grind of it all and the accomplishments yeah. happen along the way, they're kind of indicators to you that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to say it doesn't feel good. It feels good. Mm-hmm. And we're I'm proud of it. Like I'm proud yeah. of what we what we were able to do, and I acknowledge that. I'm okay. just comparing it to how I if I was 18 looking at this or 21 or just out of Berkeley school. Like, what am Mm -hmm. I going to do in music? If I looked at, if I flash forward and just saw this, I know that that person would be like over the moon and going crazy because that person would lack a lot of perspective and insight as to how it all works. Yeah. And would only see the highlights.
0: Yeah, when I, um, I, uh, I got really close to getting into the Sundance program once and as i i submitted all my materials and then i waited a summer and when i first submitted all the materials the um the idea that i i like i mean it sounds cliche but just like like a jewish kid from new jersey would like be in a sundance thing Mm -hmm. blew my mind and uh, and it was a real possibility i was like i was like in like the top 15 or whatever people they were considering, they choose like 10. And it so, could be uh, you. Right. And it could be me. And, and just the, the idea that it could be me, I just thought about all summer and sort of like gradually got a grasp on until at the end of the summer, I was like, yeah, it could be me. Why not? Mm-hmm. I, I ultimately didn't get in, but by that point it almost didn't matter to me because I'd already sort of like absorbed the idea that I, that it could have been me. So like,
1: so you won the, on the by, validation.
0: Yeah. But by, by the time it's like, by the time you get through the show, you're no, you're no longer impressed or struggling with like, oh, I could make I could score a Netflix show because you've because you've done it. Now, exactly. it, when it comes out, you're not excited. It's not like it's not the challenge that it seemed to you so long ago.
1: I think you 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 honed in on it like that that impressed with I'm no longer impressed with it. I ex- it's like expected. I've come com- like that. That cachet has worn off in a healthy way. And now you're sort of in it and yeah. I, I, I exactly so that that's a big part of it too and at the end of the day you are impressed because you're like I, I, that is like that's that is cool like what, mm-hmm. what, what you're doing what, what I know for myself what's going on internally is it's my old previous self looking at my future it's my past self and my future self sort of like revisiting each other when moments right. like these so how does it feel like the way you asked me and I'm like it's great but yeah. I'm different now than you are right <laughs> exactly and that's yeah. the moment that's what happens when these sort of perceived big moments and they are like you know proud accomplishments when they happen when we see our song in a big feature film or something like that it's just like the past self that really wanted this dream and the present self meet and now they have to like face each other internally and be like what's it like marriage what's it like kids the first kid what's it like because i had this whole idea and then what happens is there's an element of sadness because the present self sort of has to break the heart or like sort of has to change the the, the past self the mm-hmm. pure innocent excited past self the yeah. present self has to say i know you're excited and you should be yeah. i'm experiencing it now for what it really is and it's not exactly what you expect it's not necessarily better or worse or whatever it's just different yeah you know what i mean And yeah. i think that's what i'm identifying in the yeah. feeling um mm-hmm. and and, and you, yeah you need a new thing now And that's that was thank you. That was the other thing. The other thing is once you accomplish something that you've been after, it dies. The orientation dies. You know, and I've heard comedians say, like, your Netflix specials out. How do you feel? They go, oh, kind of shitty, (laughs) because like everything I've built up towards is now gone and I I have to move on. Yeah. So this orientation
0: loss is a feeling. Will Smith um was just on Rick Rubin's podcast. I can't recommend Rick Rubin's podcast enough. It's called yeah. He is by the way a Hasidic Jew and he doesn't know it. He has <laughs> pais. Uh-huh. He has side locks. It's his podcast is called Te- Tetragrammaton. Yes. And he, he's constantly espousing Hasidic ideas and doesn't know like the phraseology of it, but like he's mm-hmm. come to that understanding on his own.
1: Right. Um I've tried to work on an impression but I can't get it. I, there's such a range that I just can't capture. It's not Yeah, it's not like it. It's, not, it's it. not it. I know it. I know it's not. But it's I mean particularly there's like a particularly I I don't think you should even think about what they want because fans don't know what they want it's less It's you, know, you got to get out of your head a little bit it's so resonant though yeah his voice is so yeah. rich and resonant like being yeah.
0: bathed in syrup <laughs> he's floating he's wearing very flowy clothes you can just feel it on his you yes. can feel his body so what were you so saying he, he interviewed will smith and i was like i was like i gotta listen to this um first of all i don't know how you i mean i Having done our podcast, I actually know now how you could go two hours talking with someone and not mention the slap the same way when we talked to Robbie. Like we didn't talk to her about mm-hmm. her pronouns because like – or her top surgery because like you just – you don't do it. You're mm-hmm. like a human and it's mm-hmm. weird and he, you don't want to ask him about it. But he was just talking – Will Smith was talking the whole time about how um, enlightened he is and and you're like, like how do you square that with having slapped Chris Rock? How do you do it? It didn't come up? didn't come up. Then come up. I'm sure that was um, by
1: request beforehand.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. But so, but Wilsman said something really interesting where he said there, there's nothing more depressing than getting everything you've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. So he, he said there was a summer where he called Quincy Jones and I think it was like after Independence Day came out and he's like, I need advice or something. And Quincy Jones is like, I don't know how to help you, dude. You're the only person who's ever dealt with this problem. You're the biggest black movie star that's ever lived. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to help you. You have to figure it out on your own this is, you're the only person who's ever had this problem. So no one has the answer for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but he was saying like, you know, when he had everything he'd ever dreamed of, he had nowhere, he had no idea where else to go. And he's, he's become a very strange person. You can kind of tell. He's also a very strange life.
1: If you watch enough Will Smith, you get a sense that he's trying to fill this void with all this fame and fortune and, and, and uh, acclaim over the years from something deep that's missing from him. I want to, like, he wants to be famous. He wants to be this, but he has a lot of insecurity. He's, it's come out in interviews the way he talks about, like, he's, like, you know, acting in and of itself for him isn't enough. It's sort of this other thing that seems to have been missing, and maybe it clearly he's damaged. Yeah, so, he may. I don't know him. I, I don't want to, like, psychoanalyze him. I'm just from what I've watched. He wrote a, he wrote a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Where the I think You know. <laughs> um, um,. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and <laughs> it's like, you know, um, <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: Yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he just keeps talking. Yeah, he was just like talking like a Buddhist monk about, it. he's like, you know, now when bad things happen, I just laugh. I just find all of existence so funny. It's like, you didn't find Chris Rock's joke very funny, right? <laughs> right. You don't
1: find everything funny, Will. Yeah, well, uh... I'm saying that enlightened state is also like his, maybe his way of trying to shy out, like just like repair what do you do
0: when you're when you have all the money you'll ever need all the fame you'll ever need all the success you'll ever need you just kind of you just like all right i gotta just work on my soul now and also but but maybe it
1: it tells you what's really important because once you get everything you need materially like you realize maybe spiritually is where you need actual wealth
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah like
1: relationships people who care about you a loving wife family children like that stuff. Yeah. And,
0: and it's that's also very,
1: that's very in turmoil for him. And like, we're talking like we're TMZ here, but let's just take the subject of Will Smith as an example. I don't know if this is really his case, but the idea is like, and this is cheesy. And we've said this, like, you know, you know what's real happiness for me? This billionaire explains when your kids want to hang out with you when you're older. That's, yeah, that's, I saw that. that's exact, And yeah. I'm like. And I'm like, that's fair. He's like, that's what, the, 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 of all the titles I've had CEO, CFO, CEO, chairman, executive director, the best label I've ever had is Dad okay okay and i'm like yeah that's cheesy and corny and true
0: yeah well it's
1: probably also becomes
0: more and more difficult as you become more successful to have real relationships to to enrich so best to make you don't sure know you, who yeah yeah and it's best, really likes you
1: best to make sure the foundation is there because everything built on top of that can help and add to it but if it's not there it can just crumble if you uh lose your orientation yeah um yeah. But and you was- also
0: get stuck also. I think someone said you stay the same age you became famous at for the rest right. of your
1: life. Right. I'm sure it's um, very hard to make real friends if you're famous. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. You can only make friends with other famous people. Like, unless, you know, only the people yeah. who precede it. Yeah, probably. But I was going to add to the point before about, a- like, accomplishing a dream or a goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the more I've done that consistently... Uh, the like in the instances that's happened as I've been in the game of the music industry in particular and entertainment industry more broadly and things have happened, uh, I, I've become pretty convinced of the idea that at every single level the top of the hill foot of the mountain concept is true, because. If, like I said, my 18-year-old or 20-year-old self looked at what I've done now, I'd have a certain reaction to it, that past self. But I'm sure that's the same thing scale-wise as when I look at Bruno Mars. And I'm like, dude, what was it like playing the Super Bowl? That's crazy. And he's like, yeah, yeah it was cool. It was definitely it was definitely incredible. But also, he's, I'm sure, you know, there's an element of that same – repeating feeling of as you're in it and really doing it you're i'm watching the highlights of bruno mars and behind the scenes is a ton of work and grind and effort and stress Mm -hmm. and concern like managing a lifestyle that maybe he has to keep up with or whatever it is whatever it may be the ratio just kind of moves with you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so like with each sort of climb up the ladder a little bit of more and more of, of cooler things happening or accomplishments it's the same thing. It just follows you in, in maybe a different scale. There's no question. I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying yeah. the same mindset. I'm sure is true when you're Chris Martin or when you're, you know, just somebody getting started or whatever. You know, and having your yeah. first things go mm-hmm. like major label, your sign. How does it feel? Number one record. How does it feel? You're playing the Super Bowl. How does it feel? Yeah. Um, you know that it's confronted with that same dynamic, the same dichotomy of the present self and your past perception of it. Yeah. I like that. I like this topic. I like that we honed in on that idea. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. Um, yeah, you have to become the person who can accomplish it in order to accomplish it. Right? You know. Like yes. um Yeah, I remember when I was I was going to shoot the the short film that I did and I remember yes. having a moment of awareness before it being like like I'm like I'm doing it over the ne- over the next two weeks I'll have made a short film, whether I want to or not, like I'm mm-hmm. going to be a different person in two weeks. I'll have done this. And that is cool.
1: Yes. To me, that's the stuff that is the most satisfying, is the doings of it. <laughs> Remember when Diva was on the podcast and he was like, like, like the making of it, the the, the yeah. work, the process, that was incredible. That felt like simpatico with how you perceived it to be. Right. Like what does See, it feel I, like right. to He's make like, a record? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Like when you yeah, were, like, yeah, 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 when you were in Ukraine and you're filming and like you have your dailies, you're like, this is what it is. Like that's yeah. almost euphoric. The other stuff afterwards is like, if it got picked for a festival, you'd be like, oh, cool. Right. But when you were in it, you were like, look at that, look what we did today. The yeah. process, like, look what right. we made today. That to me is much is the real gratification. Yeah,
0: David was saying he's like hunting his victims is is the joy for him the act the actual act of of kill he's like i felt nothing
1: <laughs> all right when, when, it was happening. To... What? Um, when it was
0: happening when it was happening
1: yeah but then anyway it was a fair point the same thing like when you were in the grind there's something so that's the fun <laughs> and if you don't like that and you're only after like the the, the goal at the end or winning that specific uh a claim or something, it's going to suck because it's unpleasant and difficult. There's a lot of work involved. Yeah.
0: You know? Definitely something I've uh, learned from doing the podcast also or, or relearned from doing the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I was uh, trying to be more process-oriented. Right.
1: And sometimes um, you tend and, to have... Yeah, go
0: ahead. Yeah. No, Brian Koppelman also said to us mm. about, like, a good day is when I... Uh, when I feel that feeling I like to feel when I write. Mm. And uh, I mean, especially, for, I mean, he a good day for him could be selling a franchise like, you know, right. he, he's capable of doing very, very large things every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's that that's how but that's how he gets through it. Just focusing on why he's doing it to begin with. Um, trying to think. A lot do you about think that, you've already.
1: held on too much to perception versus the reality and stay on the perception side versus the reality side?
0: The perception. What do you mean?
1: Like, perceiving things as, like, oh, these big, grand things, and actually the reality is when you unpack them behind the scenes, it's more the nitty-gritty.
0: You... I I think you... You have a narrative about that that's not quite true about me. Mm. Um... Um... It's not... It's not so much the perception that I'm... That I'm... Focused on. I'm... I've always been interested in the the difference between uh, making it and not making it, and what and what that is.
1: Move a little closer to your sorry. mic, on your computer.
0: Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I've always been interested in the difference between making it and not making it. Like, for instance, the the guy that just made the Bear on uh, on FX. He uh, until the Bear came out. Let's say the Bear came out on a Sunday. And by Monday, he was recognized as one of the best showrunners and most creative TV people in the industry. Like, the Saturday night before, he he didn't change at all. Um, but, but what changed between Saturday night and Monday? Between, on Saturday night, no one cared what he thought about TV. And then on Monday, everyone cared about what he thought about TV. But he hadn't changed at all. I'm very interested in, in that Sunday. In, like, the difference between, like, I... I, I pitched the show and no one bought it. So now I'm not someone who's making a TV show. But like, like it, like what? What's the difference between someone buying it and not buying it? Is it just timing, luck, like whatever? That like precarious little like either got lucky or you didn't. I've been like very interested in that, and I think I think what's changed over the course of the podcast is understanding more like what Jeremy Parker was talking about of like, the, the difference isn't really so much luck. It, it has it has more to do with hard work than maybe I want to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff you can do. And and the people who do end up making it, it's usually a function not of sort of it, it either worked out or it didn't work out, but they they did something and they worked hard enough for long enough that it ended up breaking their way think so, i think that that's so what more. do i get
1: wrong about my what do you think i what do you think i'm wrong about i think i think
0: when, when i talk about like the machinations of hollywood and washington and stuff i think i think washington. i think, <laughs> I yeah. think you, you think i think it's all sort of rigged and a conspiracy but i, I, I no no i let so I, now though no i never thought it was a conspiracy i, I think i I mean, maybe there's something right in in terms of conspiracy
1: is a loaded word and rigged is a loaded word. And let's leave Washington out of it because I'll let you say (laughs) whatever you want about that world because it's fun. Yeah. But but those are loaded terms. I don't mean that. But sometimes you speak of it in very binary, like certain people are chosen and and win and certain people lose winners and losers. As opposed to like it's a series of thousands of binary (laughs) moments. You are right. There is a difference in that Sunday. But there's a bunch of like little changes along the way. A, a binary moment could be I didn't write that day, but I wrote this day. I met up with this writer that day, and I and I worked with him on this yeah. thing, and then we pitched right. this. So you stack them all together, and you get right. some kind of thing that looks like success. Right, and and you've and come the, to understand that a little bit, I think, from what you described. Yeah,
0: but and, but but then at the end of the day, there's there's also a system that that you have to get chosen by in a sense. But 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 I think I think where I've ch- and, and I think you're right to hone in on, on, on how I think about that. I think what I've learned a little is like, you can work towards making yourself choosable mm-hmm. in, in, in a way that's pretty gross and calculating, but necessary if you want to be a professional.
1: The reason I asked it to begin with is like because when you said like Brian Koppelman gets to do like big things, I don't know if he walks around saying I get to do big things. Like you're putting that perception on him that he's kind of a big bigger deal now because he's had things under his belt Mm -hmm. as opposed to the I wonder if for him, based on our conversation with him, I love to write what I'm interested in and and now I have an opportunity to do it on a scale that that will will indulge my interest but he's so, still right. process oriented. I don't think anything <laughs> has really changed. But but
0: I right, I think you you jump on me for sort of like for for sort of like um like I I don't think I I don't think he walks around like you said just being like I can do what I want today. I'm Brian Koppelman. and 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 I I think he does think of of himself in all the ways we're talking about, mm-hmm. but But I also think you don't you don't have to ignore the fact that he is a powerful producer in Hollywood and has opportunities and access that most people don't have. Like he he is a powerful producer who can put together big projects um, at when when he wants to Um, like like you you don't like you can hold you can hold those two truths together
1: without um, without without saying, like, oh, well... But you're not wrong. I just think you might grant a little too much power to that ab- to, to that status. I've been in rooms with people who are high up, mm-hmm. and they're just as nervous as the next guy to get the show through, because it still has to be... A, it has to go through the same machinations as what you're talking about. Like, oh, I really hope they choose this. I worked so hard on this. And this was like a, True. I was in a room with somebody who was an A-lister, and he was like... Yeah. Um, and he was just like, oh, so hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed they, they yeah. like what we've done. And yeah. In the end, the work is getting judged, not the cachet of the person. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, more yes, so, yeah, more y- so. Mo- yes
0: and no, but I mean, part of the reason for the strike now is also like there there is an ecosystem where if you get the right names together in a group, you. I think it's it's over now, but you could just get a show in a, into a bidding war in greenlit without the work really being done. Like there 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 is that part of the system that what's over now the strike. Yeah, the strike. Like the the writers are striking. Because um, well, you the, said you think sh- it's
1: over now. It did officially end. No, no, not, not the strike. Just
0: the, the moment where you could show oh. up to Warner Brothers and say, Hey, I have uh, Greta Gerwig directing a Noah Baumbach script that Margot Robbie is 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 uh, starring in, mm-hmm. and it's it's about a, a, a beloved piece of IP called Barbie. And 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 when you watch it, it seems like they just went go write it make it we don't care great that's called like a package Mm. i i don't i think in 2021 or whatever 2019 that's how it works less so than in 2023 but like there there were moments where someone like brian koppelman could get a book get the rights to a book and get a movie star and and say hey here's a show i want to make and it, it was a lot easier for him to do that than for anyone else. Uh, I'm not saying it's a home uh, run, but like he, ex- that's his life.
1: That's ML, his career. Of no, obviously it's a matter of degree. What I'm just saying is what, mm-hmm. the, what the emphasis is on. There's no question. Martin Scorsese has an easier time getting a bunch of people together to make something, but that's because of the, pr- it, it makes sense. It's like, it's not like arbitrary power. It's the proof of concept of having yeah. made hit movies. And that mm. allows a lot less resistance for future things. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, you know, um, if it's a profit-driven market system for entertainment, like the the work has to be judged and if everyone starts not liking something, that can go away very quickly. Yeah, of and course. Also, and also at the end of the day, even those people have to rely on the investment or whatever or the risk that people are willing to take on something. Yeah. And I'm sure that things get shelved all the time. So I'm just saying those things aren't... I think there is... Maybe you're not... Maybe I'm wrong to say that you think this way, but I think there is this perception that like, ah, what, well, you know top of the hill, foot of the mountain. Once you're at the top, it's just, you know, you're just cruising. Now you're at this, now you're, it's binary. Now you crossed over. Yeah. You've been approved. You well, can do what you want. Right. You can, you can get stuff. Well, I can't, cause I haven't been chosen it's, and well, it's just not that squeaky clean.
0: But there is a threshold that, that I, that my ambition is to cross where there, yeah, there's less and less friction between doing the thing you want to do and, um, and doing it. Like there's just less. Um, yeah, there's less friction. Like at the very beginning, you can't do anything you need Mm -hmm. an agent, a manager to be able to to be able to even pitch, you need to do a lot of work. And then there's the point where like, yeah, any, I you could just pitch whatever you want. And maybe it'll get bought, maybe it won't. And then there's the other threshold of like, you're not really pitching, you're more like, bringing a project to a studio and and they either want to partner with you or not. Like I was saying, there there are these thresholds where um, the creative process has less friction. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm, that's another thing I'm really, I guess that, that's sort of what I'm, what I'm more getting at where if, if he wants to do something and it's good, there shouldn't be, there's a lot less standing in his way than someone else who wants to do something and it's good because, because of his track record and his career. Ex- oh, yeah. Sure.
1: I mean, to make Good Will Hunting took a lot, was a lot harder an effort than any of Matt Damon's current movies air. Right even right. though they're independently funded, whatever it may be like yeah. to get it all done. Right. That's just, that's tried and true. That's just yeah. the principle yeah, of, and 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 with increased um, success brings increased opportunity and people yeah. want to work with you and you've, you've made impact and all that stuff. That's all true. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm getting at? I think when I'm saying like, I do, I do. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think I do. Um, um
0: I, th- I think, I think we actually it, but yeah, I think, I, I think you it and I guess it is something that I've worked on over the last little while.
1: I think you have to give yourself permission to put yourself in the club, even if they haven't put you in there yet. I'm Um, actually being encouraging, and you want to be properly discouraging, don't you?
0: Is that my problem? Maybe I don't know if that's my problem.
1: I wonder. I wonder. Is it? Is it like that? You're always like, well, because I'm not the guy who had that Sunday that was chosen for this. Like, I have to wait to be to be granted access. I've, as I've opposed changed. to saying, no, I belong in that crew. It's just they haven't seen my work yet, and they will. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm more
0: there than I was, like, 10 years ago. Right. T- I, th- I think I think 10 years ago, like, I, I remember this moment where, like, I was working at a, at a tech startup, and my phone rang, and it was from L.A., and, and I, I literally had the thought, I, I literally had the thought, I was like, maybe this is someone, like, from L.A. who wants to, like, hire me as a writer or something like like I wasn't right like there it was yeah. it was delusional but <laughs> but like but I was like oh like like I know I'm a writer maybe someone's like calling me today and being like hey you want to come out to LA yeah.
1: like um, and, and
0: I've like I've like connected more to reality than than back then you know I, I, but but yeah there that is part of my brain for sure
1: also there's a there's a danger in thinking your life is you know like you're in the movie of your life and you're the lead and every single moment one of the things that's really good about constant rejection and disappointment is you realize that not it makes every single little thing that potentially happens less important. Because, like, if you've had a series yeah. of 10 rejections and then one thing that actually went through, like, all right, so the next 10 won't feel yeah. as bad.
0: D- David Beshevkin, um, maybe he, I don't know if he coined this. It might have been uh, David Brooks from The New York Times or something, but he has a rejection resume. Mm-hmm. Where he he um he wants to see all the things that didn't work out mm. for you and <laughs> I remember seeing that and I started making a list and it 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 just becomes in a game of like let me take as many swings as I can and the more swings I take the Buckle closer
1: up, <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> um, yeah and also and I'm just saying when, when, especially in the social media thing that you're saying like. What when I, when I, when, when I was talking about before is like when a specific cool glamorous moment happens and it kind of lets you down of, of what it can do, it makes everything less like, that could have been it. Because in your mind, we were raised with this romantic notion that Quincy Jones walked yeah. into the room and saw him playing the guitar yeah. and then signed him and he became yeah. a superstar. And, and, and,
0: and by that notion, just taking the swing, you know just pitching to Netflix right. made me someone who could have a Netflix show. Right. It, it, it didn't work out for me, but now I'm someone who could, in my own psyche. So like now it's, I'm, you know, why not? Why not me? Yeah, let's let's yeah, like keep going with that. So the so. benefits
1: of that when you when you have obviously you need something to work out eventually, right? We yeah. do. You need success. It's a part of the game, and it's essential to it to sustain you. But it's also like you realize that every little up that phone call that you missed was likely nothing, <laughs> right? And it probably and it was. But if you had the same belief that that could have been the call that signed me to the show, and if you thought that that's really how it worked, then every time you were let down, it would be so, so gutting.
0: Yeah. I also find that um, the more I'm thinking about that, it's more of a symptom of not actually writing stuff that I think is great. Because as long as I'm making stuff that I think is awesome, mm-hmm. th- then it just sort of becomes like a waiting game and a trying game of like, let, let me, how can I get this in front of the right person? Right. When I'm thinking so much about like the the luck of it, it's more because right. like, I know what I have isn't like really that mind blowing. Oh, so so like, you, you have to get lucky because it's not that, it's not that profound. Right.
1: It makes you a healthier creative when you're just like, listen, all that stuff happens, comes and goes. Everything almost happens. Some things do happen, but I'm showing up every day doing what I have to do. I take the same approach. Mm. And then do what I like to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Trying to chase that thing that you like to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, I think I'm like coming a little bit out of a a long transition, probably over the last like year and a half Mm. or so, like coming out of COVID right. and, uh, and being like my new, my new ambition again now is to, um, is to really just start writing stuff that i can shoot and raise money for um and like publish on my own um yeah and and very much less so and and also accepting accepting with that that it might not lead to uh, a lucrative career mm. um but but being but being like more okay with that like if it's if it's good the right people will find it and if it's not i just have to keep getting better but that's right. a much healthier place to be i think than for um, sure. I have to write this for my, so my manager likes it or it's especially like, when what we
1: said before is that the real fun stuff is the makings of it so might as well make it right. get it made and yeah. on that same note our transitions this episode are just flawless I don't know how we keep doing this but on J-Sketch which we wanted to discuss <laughs> speaking of making things just for like the passion and the fun of it yeah, I've had so
0: this... what's, what's J-Sketch in case someone doesn't know
1: so I've recently uh, partnered up with two buddies of mine in the comedy space fellow orthodox jewish comedians a guy named mikey greenblatt goes by jewish vibes on instagram and ellie lebowitz another comedian who we've had on the show uh and we kind of just started for fun putting together sketches that are like the key and peel of orthodox jewish comedy sort of the, what key and peel did in a lot of ways for black culture and the black community like things that a lot of the world didn't know about we're trying to not just for the outside world, but just for our world in and of itself, even our just small little pocket, yeah. you know, make comedy for this world of rich world that we come from. And it's can a I interrupt lot fun. you for, for one second, just to
0: jump on that key, key and peel have said they weren't really making comedy for black, the black world. They're making it for mixed race people. Cause they right. grow through up kind of wealthy with like mixed race with like a white parent and a black parent. Right. And they're like, who's making comedy for us. We want to make for people who exist in both. Right, so, like, I miss... so you, you guys are being very specific, also. Of like...
1: Correct. I, I actually, I don't know if what they were doing is like for is, is showing what the black community is like in particular, but their experience, you know, right.
0: their experience.
1: They're showing their experience, and I'm seeing things that I find funny. I don't know how like the non-orthodox, non-Jewish world reacts to our sketches, but for us, like, I want to give it that level of elevated comedy to, to stuff that's in our world because it doesn't get touched or tapped onto. Sort of the way there's like Jewish music, there's only like certain. There's a lot of, like, Jewish music out there, but only certain ones that really do it for me. And I'm trying to give a certain sense of quality sketch comedy to our world, which is so rich with 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 stuff and content, yeah. you know? So yeah. we're doing it, and we're having a lot of fun with it. And what's been cool is to have to do something that's so niche that, like, I know when I put it out there, when we release these things, these little, like, uh, sketches, they hit a very specific audience, and they hit the target. And, like, things are getting shared on Twitter, Uh a couple of fifty thousand views on our last video here. Um seventy to yeah. eighty thousand. And then WhatsApp threads, which are where a lot of religious Jews hang out, are passing these videos around like wildfire.
0: Yeah, so someone said they got a downloaded version of it forwarded throughout right. WhatsApp, which is which is really cool. And they're also very they're funny. They're yeah. like
1: they're very funny. Thank you. Someone uh, was like, dude, you're in all the Hatzalah threads. Very high end. <laughs> but it's fun i feel like i'm like doing stuff for the people by the people it feels yeah. very like communal and nice yeah. and you're um, going for it too in what sense like at like, uh, least like
0: yeah at least taking a shirt off and jumping <laughs> in a pool you're not you're not being shy about it um you're We're like not, really putting it, it all out there which i wouldn't is call fun. them
1: dirty or even they're not even edgy huh. per se but like we, we 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 maximize the funny we can out of these things because yeah. I yeah. think it's healthy, especially for a community to laugh at itself at this stuff that we all know is funny, but who talks about it? There's very few yeah. people who can joke about this stuff. So, yes. so yes. that's fun. And yeah. like you said, like doing it and putting it out is, is you know, to the extent that we're able to and fit it into schedules and get it done. It's yeah. been refreshing. It's
0: cool to see from my perspective, too, because it's it's very much not my thing. And it's not really what I'm interested in, but I love seeing people wearing their I, I i'm a little embarrassed to do it like i i wouldn't i don't like I, I i would like to like work on something with you guys but like it's really not my thing to, to like be involved so much you're Cause, not cause perform. I,
1: you're not performer oriented i'm not you a performer
0: either. but i'm also a little like uh shy and like embarrassed about the whole like the thing i can't like wear my like orthodoxy on my sleeve like that but i Have like you seen seeing your face
1: michael <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i like i like seeing well because the truth I, I i feel like a little bit of an outsider That's like a longer conversation yeah but um but i like seeing you guys just unabashedly and unashamedly being like this is who we are and we don't care if 20 people f- watch this we're just gonna do it and 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 finding it that there's actually an audience for it bigger than you thought is like so i love that thing that's like my favorite thing
1: right right yeah. Um. You mean that's just a a, a a from an audience to performer like relationship?
0: Um. No. You- I I think when people unashamedly and unabashedly are themselves, mm. they're they're they find the truth and they find an audience, and the yeah, truth yeah. always finds an audience, right? So it's nice that you guys. I love that you did it, because you totally could have been like. Listen, I'm going for like big crowds, big market, mm-hmm. secular stuff, like I don't need people to know I'm modern orthodox and all that like right. i'm I have my lane and I, I'm going for big, mm. but but you weren't you're like i don't this is who I am, and if it's small, it's small, I don't care,
1: and so that's why, cool. why are you embarrassed to be a yid Michael is the worst place on earth no, for you I'm not dominating- embarrassed. In- Dominating pu- in. <laughs> in public in a parking lot at an amusement park and people walking by—is that yes, the worst place you could be? That is, that
0: is, that is a beautiful. <laughs> that's <illustration> a great of it. sketch.
1: Like the people, that's, you're looking that's at your the,
0: phone. You're like we have, we have an ideas
1: list. One of them is getting marived. Like when you get marived, <laughs> ah, so it's like marived. <laughs> just all that right, like don't,
0: don't make eye contact. Yeah. yeah, so much of that. But oh, yeah, no, I, no, that's exactly it. I hate I I hate that. Um, I'm very yeah. uncomfortable with it. I, I, I've been working on it for a long time, but I, I also don't feel like, I didn't grow up in a modern Orthodox family, so I also mm. feel, I don't feel quite like uh, culturally the same way you guys do about it as much. Like- But you um, grew up in
1: a modern Orthodox community, but your yeah, family you know,
0: was on the outside of it. I, yeah, I'm just saying internally, yeah, I feel like I'm on the outside of a little bit of it. Like, like what's Michael Weber doing in those sketch things? That, so, that's in my head, that's yeah, the voice Yeah, at in my your head.
1: core, you are in conflict. A little bit.
0: Um, it's not so much a conflict. It's um, is it a conflict?
1: Your identity is kind of like un. It's sort of Pe- like this. People people look
0: at me like I'm the like I'm like the fresh yeshiva monodox like poster boy sometimes, but that's not mm. that's not how I look at myself or feel on the inside or really am. So I don't really think it's a conflict. It, it would be a conflict if I was in the video, but I'm not. I don't I don't like engage with it.
1: No, but the reason you, know? you wouldn't want to be, per se, is because there's a part of you that is—I uh, don't know, don't—you're like not don't want to take ownership of that. Not not because it's like inauthentic; it's authentically mm-hmm. not fully you in a way. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't want to like uh,
0: almost pretend like I am that thing. Correct. Um, like, like the seum thing. Like, I don't. I don't know from like. Even now, like if I had to jump in a pool, I would kind of jump in a pool without too much guilt about it. Like it's not like because that's not something my family like did growing up. Like it was never like uh, it it was my thing. I took that on my myself. But like I was never told you can't go in a pool. You can't eat meat if you don't have a see. I'm like that. That's not my joke as much.
1: That's not my. It's not my experience either. What I but you know you get it. What what the sketch pointed to was everybody being. Oh, no. I I completely get get it and I laugh and it's Uh funny and it's funny yeah yeah, yeah. but no there's something else of why you wouldn't want to to me there is this notion of um, we all grow up with this the same way I feel like anybody who's in a culture thinks that culture is not cool by comparison Mm -hmm. to the main culture I know that you know you talk to an Indian American who's like yeah I don't want to eat my food when I went to this public school with all these other kids I didn't want them to see what what my mom made me I was embarrassed by it there's something about wanting to be in the mainstream. yeah. But then if you push past that, it's like, you know what's cool? Being really comfortable yeah. with your culture and well, people like
0: that. That's what I think is cool about the the woke thing. I mean, obviously woke is a political term now and maybe it's gone too far, but but the idea that anyone can be exactly who they are and, and celebrated for it, I think is awesome. You know, if like you're gay, be gay. If you're a Chinese first generation immigrant who eats smelly food at lunch, like embrace that and celebrate that and... Um you know I, th- I think that's, that's like an not awesome... what woke
1: means now no one's rejecting to that
0: <laughs> no, I mean not specifically, but like the but that the, idea is yeah. is
1: embraced by is a liberal idea. be who you want to be and be free to right, be who the you liberal idea be. The woke yeah. idea is uh fair enough is very yeah, maybe different. that was the it. Wrong carries term so for much it. more ugliness and darkness to to me like we've talked about it yeah. we don't have to have a segment of the podcast that goes yeah. there we could, but it to me it's <laughs> it's much more divisive and about like certain groups having preferential. Right, right. Acknowledgement, true, true. right, right. And uh, everything well, being viewed, right, well, it's viewed. Like,
0: was my, my, Kitty, vict- my Kitty. identity is more important yeah, than more yours. More important. And if, you're a, if you're, a fifth white
1: male, that experience yeah. is not valid, and you right. don't have a say. Yeah. But if you're this and this, it's like very, it's very hierarchical and yeah. selective, and not about people just being who they are. Yeah. I think, um, what and you it's also guys... about the man woman thing being who you yeah. are, and like being forced to acknowledge something that isn't whatever. So it's like. You know, there's all, there's all that, that whole issue.
0: I think um, what you guys might've, uh, might've honed in on also is like, I've read scripts from people trying t- to do like the, the black experience, the Asian American experience thing with monorthodox. Like I grew mm-hmm. up in this very specific way and it's very weird and exotic and like, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they, they never really do because I, I think monorthodoxy is like very sort of thin and like shallow in a lot of ways like mm-hmm. the experience i think you what you guys make fun of is the shallowness of it instead of mm-hmm. trying to elevate it which is funny because it's there's there's truth to it
1: right at its you core know, the it, it, the compromise is, it's absurd exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and therefore the fun and also the problem with any show that tries to tackle a culture is they try to water it down so that the masses can understand it And that is the worst thing you can do because what makes something compelling is its authenticity. And the second you water it down, like these shows we talk about how Jews are portrayed in media, it isn't real anymore. Yeah. You know, even a show like Game of Thrones, which is fake culture, they made it up. They didn't give you any, they didn't water anything down. You had to like, (laughs) you had to like get in there and figure out who's this house, who belongs to what. There's a whole lore and history here. You have to get into it. Yeah. They don't tell you, they show you. So that's what we're doing in our sketches. Live deal, we're we're showing you a, a scene. We're not like uh, we're not calling the seum something else. Right, right. You have to right. know what that is, and if you don't know, and then you'll culmination. Find out. I'm just that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be just horrible. Yeah. That would be so against any form of watering down. We yeah. have another one coming out, and maybe this podcast will come out afterwards. It's the people of Tisha B'av, The people you meet on Tisha B'av. I'll show it to you the rough sketch, you know, like the all the different things you mentioned.
0: The be like, chair, the guy with the amazing. Do we
1: exaggerate it? He brings like so we, we have pillows, the bad faster, like the the, <laughs> the movie buff. Faster. The movie buff. <laughs> right. like and she's just like you'll see. You'll see. It's 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 cute. It's more of a cuter one, but it's yeah. like uh the guy who's the guy who uh makes a big deal out of not saying hello. <laughs> like all those folks. It's very niche and it's very nice to know that like it it also creates a massive private joke amongst all of us on the interwebs Yes Like if you know you know and that's very satisfying for people because it gives people a sense of community Yeah And all the content like advice people are like creating community is so important but doing it inadvertently is is my preference where it's just like this is automatic Anyway That's J-Sketch
0: That's J-Sketch I think that might be episode 68 Yeah Yeah
1: Michael we got deep
0: Yeah this was good this was fun. This this felt uh like first first twenty I I think our first twenty episodes were pretty great.
1: <laughs> That's a long time ago, Mike. I know
0: they were a long time ago, but I think they were great when we when we got into like Scott Adams and Jordan Peterson and all that. Ha! And yeah, uh, we can some still of this stuff that. too. Yeah.
1: Don't forget. They probably were like that the next twenty. We just got used to it. But maybe they also got a little bit like where you know, what are we doing? Could it's be fine. We do Could too they... much talking about the podcast instead of podcasting. I've never seen a podcast that talks about itself <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, you
0: don't ever watch podcasts. So.
1: True clips. I've never seen a clip so that like, does well, this. They
0: don't put those clips up.
1: Correct. Yeah, podcasts talk
0: about podcasts. They all do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 not good when they do it either. <laughs> right. But they okay. all do it. Well, then that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, that that is a relief.
0: Yeah, speaking of relief, Um, I gotta turn this AC on and end this episode. I admire your uh,
1: I admire your going through the mass uh, going through the trenches here. I'm a hero. Wish me luck in the Catskills where it all started. I'll be performing with Chosen Comedy Festival Saturday night. Great list of comics coming up. I'm pretty pretty excited about this.
0: This Saturday night, Mm hmm, on uh, the 20. What is that? The what's the date? This Saturday night will be the ninth. Check the 29th. Twenty ninth. All right. So if you're in the Catskills on the twenty where where are you performing?
1: Uh, at the Cartwright Hotel.
0: The Cartwright Hotel. Cool. Are you
1: uh? Are you gonna be there? Upstate?
0: No, I actually have a bachelor party this uh this weekend. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Rare. <laughs> the rare bachelor party. That's exciting. Tell me yeah, later right? what it is. We don't have to bring. Yeah. It up.
1: But um. <laughs>
0: a secret he doesn't want anyone knowing that he's getting married uh
1: very good enjoy that (laughs) thank you and uh we'll talk later all right that's buckle up episode 68 out